Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Sit Down with Slims, and I got a real good guest here for you today. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself, dog. I'm V-Class Beats. I'm a producer. I'm a recording engineer. I'm also a podcaster as well. Um, went to school at Full Sail University for audio engineering, but I'm super trash at a lot of shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, goddamn. I'm, like I said, I enjoy music. I enjoy recording. I enjoy editing. And like I said, it's my life, man. So... I'm glad to be here. Nah, I'm glad to have you here, dog. Shit, what got you on um, engineering, though? What got me on engineering, I started, like, producing when I was 14. And when I first started making beats, it was on an old Dell computer. Mm -hmm. It was, like, the oldest, most ancientest fucking computer you could ever have because it was super slow at the time. And I think FL Studio, like, 4 was out. And I ain't know nothing about arranging music. I just knew that, like, Kanye sampled music, and I just wanted to do that same shit. <laughs> so I started sampling music when I first started making beats. And then, you know, the years pass by, you start to kind of learn and develop a little bit more. And, you know, like my early, I want to say my early 20s, I started getting into beat battles downtown on 8th Street at um, Keep It Full Records with my mentor, um, L. Funk C. Mm -hmm. And basically from there, like, he kind of took me under his wing and showed me certain things like, you know, mixing and compressing before I even decided to go to engineering school. So I was learning these things as I go, but it's like a lot of stuff you don't get told. Like, sometimes you'll have your mentor, but sometimes your mentor got their own shit going on, so it's not like you can rely on oh, them I know every, exactly what you mean. Yeah, every second of the day, but it was just certain things that I had to basically... It's just certain things that they can't show you that you that you really need to know. Right, and you gotta yeah. be you gotta self-teach yourself. Uh -huh. That's why, like, I didn't come up in the YouTube age like these kids are, like, they lucky as shit because exactly. they have people you that can, show you, you can literally research anything, dog. Yeah, <laughs> I don't... I, I ain't had none of that shit. I, I, I might have had to go to the library, pick up a book a couple of times or, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying, call somebody on the phone and ask me, hey, bro, you and know how audio you do? engineering was way different back then than it right. is now. Right, because shit, I think at the time, the popping um, website was on warbeats.com. It was uh -huh. like one of the first websites that was catered to FL Studio. And I would go there, they would Fruity have loose. Yeah. yeah. And they had a little samples and shit on there, and I used the samples to make beats or whatnot. And that's how I got my start, man. Like, I got my start at 14 making beats. So, dog, when you first started... Um, what was your vision for it? Like, like, where did you see yourself as far as engineering went? I didn't see my... I, man, honestly, bro, when I started making beats at 14, bro, I didn't see myself graduating high school. I didn't even see myself going to college. Because, like, the way, the way school was set up for me, it wasn't like I was a terrible student, but I just didn't have that clear vision for myself at the time. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Most of us is like that, dog. Yeah, so it was, like, real, real cloudy, but I knew I loved music. So I joined the marching band when I was in, like... I want to say 11th grade, and it was, like, the best experience I ever had. The next year, I became a section leader, you know what I'm saying? And, like, band is what kind of segued everything because I knew once I graduated school, I wanted to do something with music because I love that feeling that I got, you know what I mean, when I was marching. And I love that feeling that other people got when they were looking or listening to music, you know what I mean? So, See, dog, you got a real passion for music. Sometimes, dog, mm -hmm. like... Like, when I'm I talking got a passion to, for sound, like yeah, period. yeah, yeah. Sometimes when I'm talking to people that do music, any kind of music, it's kind of like you hear them and they're like, "Yeah, man, I'm just trying to get paid," and I hate that shit. Like, where's the yeah. passion? You gotta have passion in anything and you it's, do. It's it's more it's more than just money. 
at this point in time, way more than just money. When I recorded the studio, it's cool. I love the studio. I, I like working there with the manager or whatnot. I love the experiences that I have and the people I get to meet. But I care less about their money and more with how of how I can help Because them. it's a passion. Yeah. And that's why, shoot, just like um, I asked you earlier before the mics, how do you deal with rappers and their mm -hmm. egos and their lack of passion? And, and I'm going <laughs> to tell you this, man. It's... It, People should look at their egos like this. Like, you got to actually... People with egos can't see themselves in their own shoes. Correct. They can't. I want to know why? Because they already seeing themselves where they want to go. That means you're a dreamer. And there's nothing wrong with being a dreamer. There's nothing wrong with seeing yourself in a certain way. But you have to be in realization of where you're at now. If you know that... Cause, and, and I don't want to say I blame the music at times... But I blame the circumstances that music put people in with the storylines and people thinking that, you know, these rappers out here doing what they really do is not like that. Like, they're telling the story based off experience. It's Correct. not based off of what their current life is. Their current life is completely different. A lot of these cats ain't trying to go to jail 50 years for doing some dumb shit. They not. Hell no. You know what I'm saying? So when I look at the situations when it comes to, like, artists that's coming up, what they got to realize is it's everybody got to start. Like, even me, like, it's still things that I got to learn every single day to stay consistent and to stay doing what I want to do. But without me having that, I had to say, you know what? I'm I'm not as big as I want to be, but I know where I want to be. But I, I understand where I'm at right now to get where I'm going. A lot of people don't take that time to reflect on that. So you got to know where you're at currently to know where you're going. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, dog. Self-reflection. I tell people all the time, um, until you figure out who you are as a person, you won't right. figure out anything else. Exactly. You gotta know you. You gotta know you. You gotta do and a man, lot, a lot of, of these, A lot of these rappers be having the big head. They be a lot smaller than who they think they are. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool to... All right, when you're in the studio, you're in the booth, it's cool to, to do your little persona or be who you are. But when you come out of the booth, how are you going to make it a reality? How are you going to turn this music that you just created into some money or turn this music you created into a brand? A lot of people don't do personal branding, and that's where a lot of artists fail at. They don't have a direction of where they want to go. So a lot of times it's just like they'll... They could be the best artist in the world. Like, they could be the best artist out of the city, but because their mindset is set to be like, okay, I'm finna just record and that's it, mm -hmm. that's where they stop at. At that point, if you know you don't want to handle the responsibilities of a manager or being independent, that's where you outsource to find people that can do the things that you can't do. Or you learn from people so that way you'll be able to figure out the path that you want to take. I know exactly what you mean, bro, because uh, I tell people all the time what a lot of artists don't focus on that's very important is their image. They really Absolutely. lose sight of their image. That's probably one of the most important things. Like, we were just talking about uh, the rapper that's coming up now, Blueface. Mm -hmm. He's trash. Right. But he has an amazing image. Yeah, and that's what is going to sell to people first because if people can't look at you and be like, dang, I could actually be around you. I'm comfortable around you. If they don't know you, mm -hmm. you're not going to get out there. Like, Yeah, I'm music a, is so personal, bro. Right. I'm going I'm to throw out a name there. I got a friend of mine named Alex Keller. He tells me all the time, like, he makes beats too. Mm -hmm. He's been selling beats and doing stuff online for a long time. So a lot of times I, like, reach out to him because he's really good at marketing. And one thing that he tells me is, like, a lot of people feel like, or artists per se, feel like, they got to just 
have a certain persona. They gotta like be antisocial and all this other stuff. I hate that too. No, sell you, your personality. Yes, because if you don't, your brand gonna fail right there. Like you gonna people gonna look at you like, damn, he hard to kind of get along with. I don't know if I want to sit around him. You gonna make everybody uncomfortable in the room, and sometimes that could be a good thing or a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I give you a perfect example of who that worked for, like Takashi Six Nine. Correct. That motherfucker was an asshole. He fucked with <laughs> everybody. He didn't care who he was. But in the sense of where like it it brought out his music, it did because it did help his brand in a way. He was able to move a lot faster than a lot of other artists. And if you look at the artists that started with him when he first came out, compared to him now, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of them is not on the same wave as him. Everybody else kind of fell behind and he 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 was in he he got in front and he was the one that was at the bottom. You see what I'm saying? So and he and everything is always calculated. Like the good guy, bad guy thing, it could work on both sides. Good guys have success and so does the bad guy. That's true. You know? But bro, when it comes to that standoffish shit, I learned early in my life, like when I was young, I used to be real quiet. I wouldn't say much. I just wanted to observe everything in the room. That shit didn't get me nowhere, dog. Right. <laughs> I started getting older. I started learning things. I wanted to talk a little bit more. That's when good things started to happen. So, right. dog, I really want people to know in any field you're in, if you're especially if you're an entrepreneur or you're an artist, anything involving creativity, you need to be open. Break you need that to old eggshell, boy. Yes, you need to get out that eggshell and try new things, dog. Yeah, man, it's 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 life. That's what life is for. We got all of these opportunities to change and growing. But people is just one thing about people that they gotta understand is like you said, they gotta know themselves, but they also gotta be not afraid to take chances too. Yeah. A lot of people scared. That's why they're not where they yeah, want to be. Like you got to be able to invest in yourself a little bit. You got to be able to take the time to do certain things. And yes. some people say that they're willing to invest, but they're not. And like I said, it's they're not I willing hate to, to say take it. that next that next step. Right, bro. I could tell you a bunch of people that I started making beats with, and they stopped, or like they had a decline because they didn't they didn't consistently keep doing what they were doing. They didn't want to keep doing it because they either was afraid to do the things that was necessary, or they made up some excuse. Like, the biggest excuse that I hear from a lot of people is, I ain't got the money. But I'm going to tell you what, what that is. That's a... Um, that's cop a, out. Yeah, that's a cop out. It's a stigma that a lot of people have. Like, you can't just say, I don't have no money, but the next week, you're going to buy J's. Or exactly. the next day, that's how I view or it every the next time. 30 minutes, you're trying to set up set up on how you're going to get a blunt or something. Uh -huh. Like, it ain't nothing wrong with doing that stuff. You prioritize, though. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people just can't do it because they choose not to. Not that they can't get their career off, not because their music ain't good, not because they don't have a good personal brand, not because they hard to get along with. It's because you simply ain't investing in yourself. Like, if I'm investing in myself and you come to me and you're an artist and you want an opportunity, I got to see that you invest in yourself. I'm not going to get nobody no free beat or no free nothing if I feel Hell like no. they not investing in themselves at least a little bit. So it's just like, it's certain artists that I'll reach out to be like, man, I like what you're doing. I see you going somewhere. I most definitely want to work with you. That's how it's supposed to work. Now, with artists that's coming up that want to actually be on the come up and actually want to learn stuff, there's nothing wrong with not having. There's nothing wrong with starting from ground zero, but know that it's going to cost you to, for working with people. You can't, people, you know, time is valuable, so you just can't waste nobody's time either. Hell no. Nah. So, Doc, what made you go from uh, engineering to podcasting? Like, 
I still do both, but I went to podcasting because I've seen that it was an open opportunity for a producer, a music producer to have a podcast. And I don't see a lot of active music producers. Even when I look on Anchor, I don't see a lot of active music producers on it. So I I just took it as an opportunity for myself. Like, I don't see a lot of people around here doing too many podcasts. So it was like, I wanted to do it because my whole idea behind the Good Gift Podcast when I created it was to give out information, give out good vibes, you know, teach people about music production, teach people about, like I said, life things, like things I may have experienced. Like I, I went to, it, like if I went downtown and I went to Humanitry and I, and I had a good time there, I just talk about that experience. So it's just basically a dialogue for myself, but also to give information to people that truly need it, you know? Dog, when it comes to podcasting, I really think that um, like most things we grew up having, I think they're going to be obsolete. And I yes. think the radio is about to be obsolete very soon. I believe, I believe because, it. Because, dog, if you think about it, especially in um, the uh, hip-hop genres, the top radio stations out right now are declining like a motherfucker. Like, dog, have you seen Meek Mill's interview on The Breakfast Club? Uh-uh. Dog, that interview was so garbage. I was so disappointed in every last person there. They was asking him the dumbest questions. And Let me tell you the little secret behind that, too. Don't get mixed up with some of these views, cause what I've been noticing, like people buy views now. Oh yeah, I know. People buy views, and but it's a purpose, <laughs> but it's a good purpose for why people buy buy views. A lot of people don't know what the purpose is. So when you're buying views on any social media platform, what you're trying to do is you're trying to reach out to an audience. Correct. So when you buy the views, you can't just buy the views and be like, oh shit, I got ten thousand followers. No fool, you don't have ten thousand followers. You got ten thousand people that's on your account. Mm-hmm. That happen to follow you, but you're looking for customers, or you're looking for people that they is get it mixed be interested up between in views and customers, right? And a lot of times, even on YouTube, a lot of, a lot of different content does it, and it's like you know different social media platforms like offer, oh, um, like I don't know if you get this on Instagram where a guy hits you up, people like, bro, I, I'm gonna sell you. Ten thousand followers, uh, I've had it four twice million already. likes, some some yeah. stupid shit like that. Yeah, it's like it's set up to where like it's a money making business. So the more popularity that somebody has and a company sees, the easier it is for you to get on. But it's done and it's calculated in a certain way. Yeah, but though with that to me, it's kind of like it's skewed data. So like. You don't really know who's really listening and who's not really listening. Right. You're basically trying to just trick the person that's that's watching. Right. And me personally, I don't get off on um on fake hype. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm I want to know the either. real numbers. Impact. Yeah. Impact. That's what I want to know. I want to know exactly who's listening, where they're listening, where at. Yeah. You can always check your um your SEO. Mm-hmm. You can always check your information just to see like where people are and where where your listeners are, or you know what I'm saying. And in general, like that's how like ninety percent of anything on the internet now is is monitored through like basically SEO or you know like basically data. You know, mm-hmm. if you got data that's on the internet, like basically you for like um shit. Like I said, somebody that sell beats on the internet. They are monitoring data, like, based off of, like, where people are. So, say, for instance, you getting a bunch of people in Dubai, like, listening to your music. You want to focus on Dubai a little bit more than you focusing on, let's just say, France, whatever uh-huh. the case may be. So, you know. Yeah, dog. Um, see, dog, with me, 
I started podcasting because I literally seen the radio. <laughs> I seen the path they're going, and I seen podcasts getting better. Because I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, like, okay, you can go to Hot 9-7 in New York, and um, you can do a radio interview with them. But you can you can go and do two podcasts, which will equal the same amount of views and mm-hmm. the same amount of audience as that. And which one would you rather do? Would you rather go to these 50-year-old men that's judging you for being a young rapper and calling you a mumble rapper? Or would you want to go to Adam-22? Who knows exactly where you come from and what you're doing? Yeah, because... And, 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 and that's another thing. Like, the older generation has to, to understand, like, either you're going to adapt to what's going on and invest in it, are you gonna get the fuck out the way? Or are you gonna get the fuck out of the way? And that's just <laughs> that's just with me, that's with you. Like, even when we get to their age, we're gonna still have to see what's a good investment and invest into it because a lot of it, the market's gonna change. We're gonna fall out of touch with a lot of things that's happening. You're not gonna be wanting to be 50 and you know what I'm saying, doing the dances that these kids gonna be doing when we once we 50 years old or exactly. getting into a lot of the things. You you might watch it just to watch it just for the hell of it, cause you just like watching like hip-hop or rap content, but it's going to change again. It's mm-hmm. always going to change. So you just got to stay in tune. And I feel like with a lot of those companies, like, you know, like the the Breakfast Club and all of these uh, in Hot 9-7, Flex, Ebro, all of these all of these guys, what they need to do, they need to invest into these younger cats instead of just it being like, Stop oh, shit. Stop beating them down and trying to interrogate them. Yeah, like i seen that interview with Kodak. I Honestly, bro, I've... It's so confusing because he asked questions, but it was just like it was. They showing it in that little clip, so it's kind of hard to distinguish what uh-huh. it was. But from what I saw, I was just like, yeah, that that didn't look too right. Honestly, all I needed to see was the question he asked him about a pending charge. You never do that, dog. Then on top of that, he kind of like he didn't even ask him a question. He more so said the ending. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, uh, well, I can't wait till you get over this case so we can talk about it openly and blah, blah, blah. Then he started putting in his judgment. And I'm like, dog, first off, you never talk about an open case. I'm, I'm being real Second off, you. you don't go to the end before the before the middle even starts. It, it just made Ebro look like the police a little bit. Yeah, and you know it what he did do. with the 6 9 thing. Yeah, that, it, just looked, it just looked weird. But like I said, either which way, he a legend. He he did everything that he was supposed to do, but it's just like it just makes it look funny when the older crowd is not trying to protect the younger generation, especially in a in a in a in a genre where we got hip hop police. You don't got no rock police. You don't got no pop police that be watching the pop stars and the rock stars. But you got it for hip hop though. Yeah. Come on, man. It, dog, it really makes these folks look crazy, which is why I think. Give it about two to three years, them folks gonna be the fuck out of here, and people like us, we gonna be good on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, cause like I do see the opportunity for it, and people gotta realize too, like the corporations is what run everything. Mm-hmm. So like, don't think the corporations ain't gonna try to come at people like us, like your podcast get like Joe's, Joe Buttons or whatnot, and yeah. shit, they fuck around and wanna write Spotify wanna write you a check. You know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. you got to know when to take that bag and when not to. Bro, speaking you know? of Joe Budden podcast, what's your uh, uh, favorite podcast you listen to on a regular? I like Joe Budden's podcast. 
Um, I like Drink Champs, even though I don't drink at all. I love Drink Champs because it's so honest and it's such an open dialogue. They talk. It's raw. Yeah, it's real raw, man. I watched a couple of those episodes, but I think my favorite one that I liked was the one with Jaru. That was cool. It was oh, real yeah. open and honest. So really what it is with you and your interest in podcasts, you like how personal it is and how you can just be relaxed on the microphone and you actually get to hear the person in their natural habitat. Yeah, like you ain't got to be putting on and it's, it's sounding like you you talking in third grade or, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. shit. Like even, even on my podcast sometimes, the only reason why I'm so <laughs> like, I want to say proper uh-huh. on it is because, like I said, I go to school still. I still have instructors, it comes off naturally. I could I could literally talk like I'm from Riceboro Road or I could talk goddamn <laughs> See, like, I'm the same way, yeah. bro. See, me, the same way I talk on this microphone is how I always sound because I talk proper, dog. Like, I tell anybody, I'm educated. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with me and, to talk. and what is it with people that don't understand that? Like, that's that's very intelligent. Everybody. And that's ve- very healthy to have. Like, yes. talking intelligently and being able to project yourself in a certain way and is And also important. being able to articulate your thoughts. Yes, like, people don't... <laughs> I don't know what it is. People shy away from that's that That's why now. a lot of people want to do this podcasting thing but because they think it's easy. But this this shit is not easy. They don't, they don't understand the process you go through of actually putting your thoughts mm-hmm. on a microphone... And have it structured in a way that people can basically listen to it like it's a book. Yeah, and then, like, I can even tell a lot of times when I do shit off the fly on my podcast, and I'm just talking in general because, like I said, I'm good with all my rough patches on my podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, I could tell when I'm rushing stuff, or I could tell when the full idea is in there. You could always tell. Anybody listening could tell. Yeah, every time. Yeah, so it's just like... You got to know when you podcast and just be a little bit organized. So now that I got figured out how I want to organize things, I got me a planner. I got me topics. I was, matter of fact, I was even jotting topics in my phone and I was giving myself bubble points of like how I want to just do different things. That's a good thing, good thing to do. Because if you got a topic and you already know about it, all you have to do is do your research. Once you do your research and you figure out exactly what you want to talk about, just go from there. Or... You can read exactly what you want to um talk about. But bro, you know what I uh noticed about writing topics down because I started out doing that, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would go through the week and I would write down like I probably get like ten topics, and mm-hmm. for some reason, like the middle of the week, I end up burning myself out on like three or four of them and take them off. Then by the time it's time to record, I'll have like four real good ones I really want to talk about. I'll go to talking about those and I'll catch myself like talking like I was a teacher, like chapter one, chapter two, <laughs> chapter three. Yeah, I do that. So, too. bro, now I just don't write nothing down, dog. Right. I just have like two topics in my head and I just go off of that. Cause yeah. I want to get to the point where Or see, or just 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 for instance, like I see I see Joe and them do this a lot. Uh-huh. They'll read right off the phone, like whatever they're trying to read or whatever they came up with yeah. they came up with. Like he may have had a topic about Let's just say, let's just say it was six nine, or and let's just say Rory and Maul brought it up, and they decided to talk about it. He'll read in description what is said in the news because it's public information at that point. Nobody's not stopping you from reading. That's what the podcast is for. Mm-hmm. So you can say whatever the topic is, and then segue off of that information. Cause now you you already know what it is you're talking about. Now you're just trying to get direct details of what's going on. So now that when everybody's ears is listening, now you can kind of get your feedback and get your opinion on what you want to talk about. See, and um, I'm gonna be honest, Joe Joe Button and them is probably like my my third my third or fourth favorite podcast. So who, I, so who's your your top 
like your top podcast? My top podcast? All right. So um, I would say Joe Button and them would be like the Kobe Bryant of podcasting. Mm-hmm. But to Most me, definitely. the god of podcasting is Joe Rogan. I, I, I've I've heard. And you I love know Joe Rogan, dog. He's like the god of podcasting. Like, like you know, females that get into talk shows, they all want to be Oprah. Right. That's how Joe Rogan is to me. Shit. <laughs> Damn. Well, that was a that was a vivid description. So I I know yeah. exactly what you I mean. I think I think Joe Rogan is the shit, dog, because like he goes into all different topics, and that's what I was thinking of when I first started podcasting. I was like, dog, I want to be like that, dog. I feel like I can be the black Joe Rogan. I'm gonna give you some secret sauce too. What's up? TED Talks. You watch TED Talks? Nah, I've never seen it. YouTube it. TED Talks. They have a bunch of different intellectuals that basically they come together. But it's like different episodes of it. So like you might got one guy, he's gonna be talking about gun violence. Mm-hmm. And you might got the other guy, he's gonna be talking about music production, make a beat on the stage or something. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and, heard it. But that. but it's 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 not like tiny desk, but it's more like it's more like you getting information, but it's actually like detaching parts of your brain to show you like there's other ways of doing things. Like maybe you may have been going through a stressful, traumatic time and maybe there's a guy that figure out a way or figure out a plan for you to get through that. Uh-huh. So now he's giving you his input on how things are. I love TED Talks. And I always suggest it to people that is intellectuals and like to think because it opens up your mind to a whole new way of thinking. Like, you're not going to be thinking like everybody else after you watch TED Talks. Exactly. Your mind's going to be a lot different. And, and um, we talked about it earlier. Like, people try to put you in a box and put you in a bubble. Like, the last thing I ever wanted to do mm-hmm. was be the next uh, uh, Joe Button. And that yeah. reason is I don't want to sit in front of a microphone and do the exact same thing hundreds of people already is doing. Yeah, I don't want to yell in front of the mic. And I'm not that. <laughs> I, I'm not that. I, that's him. That's, yeah. what, that's how he built his brand. Talking about rap music 24-7. Don't get me wrong. I love rap music. Yeah, I, But I don't want to talk about it 24-7. Yeah. Dog. Then that's why, like I said, my even my podcast is just, like I said, about experience. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes when you speak off of experience, people would be affected by it a little bit quicker. Like, all right, I'll give you a perfect example. I had a Facebook post the other day, and I was like, if God puts any more light in my life, I'll be the sun. As simple as that was, it gravitated to a whole lot of different people. Yeah. It has so much meaning to it. Yeah. And... Like, sometimes the simplest ideas and the simplest thoughts is what segues in, into bigger things. So you got to just know when and how you want to do things. And yeah. people can connect to it yeah. even more. Because you got to think about it. You got to be able to reach. You, and you got to know your audience. You got to be able to reach the person who is, like, super-duper educated. And then you got to reach the person who who might not be that super-duper educated or, like, or may not have a lot of knowledge on the different things. You got to keep it in layman's terms so that way they'll be able to know. I know exactly what you mean. So basically just just touch all aspects. Yeah, And that's what I try to do. Like on my podcast, I do a podcast called Habitual Offenders with my dog Rello. And um, basically what we do is we have like certain uh, subjects we'll have. It'll be about current news. Right. Then we might have a topic we throw in that's like kind of like a debate type thing. Then you know we might end with a topic about relationships or something. Right. Because it kind of ties everybody in into one. Mm-hmm. And you know, people like that. People like the things they can relate to that also stimulates their mind a little bit. Exactly. That's the perfect, that's the perfect balance of order. Yeah. And I I love the fact that 
we have platforms now to where we could do that because mm-hmm. it's in, it's important for people to understand and and share their experiences with things. Like you might have had a traumatic situation in your life, or you may have had a really good day. It somebody might need to feel that to understand like how they can change and you know readjust their energy for however they need to be going about their day. Exactly. So it's important, man. It's like I said, and I like getting on this shit and having fun too. Like I like doing like wild shit, telling jokes and being yeah. being an ass a little Just bit. Just being yourself. Yeah, you know, I know exactly what you mean. You gotta be with the shit sometime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I'm all about, dog. But you know, it's always a time and a place for everything. Most bro. definitely. But um dog, what would you tell someone that wants to start their own podcast. How would you, what would you tell them they need to start with? What they need to do to start a podcast? Well, I started with Anchor, and I'm and I'm probably gonna be ending with Anchor. If Anchor's still around, I'm always gonna be probably with Anchor because Anchor is free to use. It's simple to use, and if you acquire all the tools and do your research, mm-hmm. you can start a podcast. But you got to do that first. You got to know what you want to do, and you got to be kind of firm with what you want to do, like. Like, when I first started my podcast, some of the mistakes that I made was I didn't know, like, exactly how to do a lot of things. I had to kind of do it like I was recording music, and I realized it's a totally different thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, almost an intellectual talk. So or so you can't just, like, try to record, like, music. It's, like, not exactly, like, BPMs and timing and all that shit. It's more like, all right, it's just you just speaking, and you just letting, you're letting shit play, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, anybody that's wanting to start a podcast, man, I would just say do your research, or flip a book open, listen to podcasts. That's important, so you yeah, can understand a lot of the structure. Don't listen to podcasts and want to do it. Yeah, so you can listen to structure and see how they segue into different things. It's important to know, like exactly what you want to get into. Like, okay, if you know you want to do a podcast about plants, or let's just say. Let's just say you, you want to do a podcast about marijuana. You got to know about marijuana. You got to know, like, the different strains. You got to know, like, what the hottest topics are. You got to be on it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with anybody that want to do anything like music or just like, let's just say if you had a business or marketing podcast, you still got to be up on topics and understand the market to know what's going on. Basically stay educated. Always. Every <laughs> a day. A lot of people don't even know what education means. They think that means going to school. Uh-huh. Now we have the internet nowadays. Self-education is the key. Yes. Yes. And you have all the tools right there in front of you. All you, yeah. have, all you have to do is utilize them. Right there. That's all you have to do. I'm going to be honest, though. When I first started my podcast, dog. I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still making them. Yeah. I'm not I'm not even sitting here saying I'm some expert or something. I'm still making them. One of the biggest yeah. mistakes I made is those sorry ass USB mics and those USB cards. And, and trust me, bro, I think everybody starts to a point where I was lucky to have a mic because like I said, I'm still in school. So I had all the equipment there and at you're the an house. Engineer, yeah. So I was I was lucky to have that, but there's still things that I want to improve on too. So it's just like with knowing that. Where I started compared to where I am now, like, mm-hmm. man, it's a big jump. Because you got to think, like, the hunger for this is like the hunger that I have for recording music. So if I if I, if I feel strongly about it and I feel, you know, strongly about doing it, I'm going to keep going until, I don't care how I look at the beginning, I'm just trying to get to my end result and I'm trying to be consistent. And that's another key, consistency. Yes. Like, I don't know what the, I don't know how to explain it, but a weekly schedule is important. Like yes. a weekly schedule is important for anybody that does podcasting or anything. Period. If you got a, a weekly schedule, 
of when you, and and what time you're gonna do stuff, you will be a successful. certain day, a certain time. Yeah, you, you will know, be successful. A lot of people fall off because they don't stay relevant and they think they can put a podcast out when they get bored every four months. Yeah, it's 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 something that you got to do every day. You got to be thinking this stuff every single day. It's almost like it becomes part of your life. Mm-hmm. So you got to make it that way if you want it to be successful. Yeah. So. Dog, the exact thing I would tell somebody if they was trying to start a podcast, I'll be like, make sure you're serious. And if you're not serious, get the fuck out the way. Yeah. Because there's people out here like me that's yes. going that's gonna to consistently do this and go yep. at it every day. Because yep. once I get my mindset on something, right. it's over with. I go on overdrive. Exactly. <laughs> and a lot of people don't got that drive to keep doing that shit. Like, and they, and they think it's just like a one-day thing. Like, nah, it's every A lot of day. people don't have the drive and consistency to do anything in life. Yeah. Like, I, dog... I deal with a lot of people that don't even understand simple things like keeping your word. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, um, me, I'm a businessman. My first business was a cleaning company. Right. And, um, oh man. Okay. Yeah, I had um, I had some workers tell me one time. I actually was working for my mentor that uh, put me on the business. I was I was I was supervising his business and running my business at the same time. So. I was supervising his, and we were supposed to go to a job. The guys come to the job, and they're like 15 minutes late. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you know, y'all late, man. I was trying to do this because it's like 1 in the morning. I'm trying to get this over with so we can go home or whatever. And they was like, oh, man, Slim, you know what you don't understand? It's like we be on CP time, man. You be a little too strict, man. You need to relax a little bit. Like, you ain't got to be there. You ain't got to be there nah, at the exact like time. like an excuse. Yeah, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. We have a time frame. Like, mm-hmm. in business, if you're not there at that time, those people might give you five minutes. They're leaving, and you're not going to be able to do that job anymore. Exactly. They didn't even understand that. <laughs> and I had to learn that. You want to know when I learned it? When I started working at the studio, my manager is on me constantly, weekly, whenever it comes to sessions and being on time. The reason why, and I understand it now more than I did when I first got there, is because we have to move like business people. We can't. That's why nobody can't call my phone and talk about, oh, I want to do a studio session today. You mm-hmm. want to know what I'm going to tell them if they call me and ask me for a studio session today? Book a session. Three to four days in advance. Yeah. Because I'm not going to just up and... You, I don't know, like, maybe today was my day to be with my wife, or maybe today was the day for me to go get a haircut or to in, enjoy something other than just music. Maybe I didn't have my day set up like that. And when you start to plan around your goals for other people, you fail. Exactly. And I've done that so many different times with friends, with with family members, and with, with people that just didn't understand time is valuable. I'm not going to just give you my time just because, you know, we, we grew up together or, you know what I'm saying, you my brother, you my sister. It, it It's it, it's certain things that I got to get done. And I got, I, I'm got i goal-oriented. So if I don't stay on task with the things that I need to get done, I'm going to fall behind my goals. And, nah, I'm not having it. Bro, that's exactly where I am with it. I'm at the point where it's like um, it's just so hard dealing with other people. And mm-hmm. I, I literally mean anybody. Like, people I schedule to do a podcast with, everybody's on different times. Mm-hmm. And it's just like... Man, I'm always on time. I'm always ready, but I'm always just relaxed. Like, well, I'm going to just wait for them or, oh, I'm going to just wait till they get ready. And that nah. shit sets me back a lot. You got to, you got to, <laughs> with, with with that, and, and trust me, bro, like, I've dealt with the same thing, too, because, like, I was one of the ones that started with friends or other people that wanted the podcast, and I'm damn near the only one that's actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, for real, like, it was times where I did episodes with other people. It's, it's, I have a lot of um, unreleased things, too, that I hadn't released yet, but it was because 
either the quality wasn't there or the people just just wasn't consistent. And it was just like, why should I have you as a face of my brand if you're not consistent with what you're doing on your end? Are you mm-hmm. thinking about podcasting when you're not around me? Or are you thinking about like content when you're not around me? What do you have to bring or what do you have to offer? This is what I'm deciphering when I'm looking around or sitting with people that want to work with me. Like I'm trying to depict how can I help you? And then how can we help each other? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I don't want it to be like, oh, shit, I'm just doing a podcast on the fly. Like, nah, it's a goal yeah. behind it. It got to be a goal behind it. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And when you meet people, you know off rip. Like, I can yeah. tell when somebody's serious and when they're oh, not serious. Bet. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I can always tell just like, you know, you work at a studio. I know you see the little kids coming there. They done paid $50 and they just want to be cute and get on Instagram and get on the microphone bruh, and say some bullshit. I, I see it all the time. I see it all the time, bro. I see it all the time. I do. I see it a lot more with the younger generation than with the older generation. The older generation just kind of get in there and go. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because they ready. But the younger generation, they they got it's social media. They stuck to it. So it's... It's just like they don't understand like the joy of living life is outside of social media. They don't get that yet. I have the best times when I don't have my phone in my hand. Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> and times were a lot easier when when we didn't have phones. Like I still remember running home and getting on MySpace to write a message to that girl <laughs> I had a crush on. Hey, remember you know when MySpace? Saying? Remember when MySpace had the music that you played on the page? Like what was the your... uh, song on your page? Shit, man, it had to be a Jada Kiss song. Up to this day, I can't remember what it is. God damn, I want to say it with Jada Kiss and Styles P. God damn. Man, I remember. It. I remember. That, I think that's what it was. Jada Kiss and Styles P, we going to make it? Yes. Bro, I remember my whole MySpace page like like it was yesterday. I had I had uh, Plies Rich Folks as the background song, and it was a red background with uh, Plies with a red hat on, and yeah. my picture was like this weird-ass picture of me in a mirror with this big-ass camo T-shirt <laughs> and a New York Yankees fitted cock to the side. Bruh, bruh damn, <laughs> I remember that time. Like, even now, when I look at photos and shit, like, I'm I'm real detail-oriented now, so it's certain shit that I don't want nobody to see. I ain't finna have you seeing no pixelated photos of me on Instagram or nothing. <laughs> and if, if I take the pixelated-ass photo, it's gonna be on my phone. But nine times out of ten, like I said, my phone is upgraded now. So I shouldn't have any pixelated pictures. Yeah. But I try to tell people, man, it's like you gotta start somewhere, man. Like shit, the MySpace days compared to now, like Facebook, bruh. To me, when I look on like when I look down my Facebook timeline, it's completely different from how MySpace was for us because we didn't have access to so damn much. Yeah. Like you got the marketplace, you got like, what is it? funds now like you do like um they got not grants but what is it like uh when when the folks are be trying when the folks trying to um the fundraisers fundraisers yeah that kind of stuff so like you got all of this different information on one platform it's so accessible too along with advertising along with like different content you got different information coming at you all at one time it's almost like you riding on the highway and everything is just passing you throwing tomatoes at you mm-hmm. on a long ass highway that's what social media is when it comes to facebook and, and then social, social media it's kind of hard to pick out like what's the bullshit between mm-hmm. what's important like it's it's crazy so many fake ass blog sites is out here let me, let, spreading this fake news let me tell you the shit that tripped me out around Thanksgiving. I know y'all seen that girl on that table. 
she was tied up on the table. She was like the Thanksgiving meal. Boy, that shit had the oh. internet. What's her name? I think her name Cash. Boy, yeah. that shit had every fucking body distracted. I seen I was that like, shit. God I, damn, dog, everybody reposting this shit. I didn't even think nothing of it though. Like that's how stuck I am in my head, dog. Like if it's some bullshit, I go right past it, bro. Yeah. Like. See, a lot of people have one-track minds. That's why they get stuck on shit like that, and it gets millions of shares and, and comments like, and all that. But she got so much fucking attention. So I For think, some bullshit. Right. And shit I like think, that pisses me off because, you I know, dog, we got podcasts with, with, with great content on it, but, but shit like that gets all the attention. But, I, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you what it is, and I'm going to tell you this is the absolute truth. People love bullshit. They do. People love, like... If we was to get into a full-blown argument right now at this table, people would love that shit. Oh, Wanna yeah, know why? Because that that friction of good and bad is uh-huh. always there. People like that. Because you gotta you gotta have somebody, you can't have somebody being a yes man all the time. You gotta have Correct. somebody that's being God and you gotta be have somebody being the devil's advocate at that Correct. point. You gotta have that. So though, my question to you is, do you feed that beast? Or do you just ignore it and be like, hey, uh, uh, the right people will recognize the good content. I'm, I'm like this. I'm gonna be Marcus all the time, and I'm going, and and I, and I got to a point now where it's just like I gotta lend my opinion when I need to. Like I'm not finna tell somebody it's good and it's not good. Mm-hmm. I just be telling people straight up now. Like I'm not saying stuff to hurt people's feelings or to disrespect them. I'm telling them or giving them constructive feedback to help them with their path and what they want to do. Like if I sat there and told a person. Man, I think that's good, man. It's cool, bro. Yeah, I think you... Yeah, dog, that's it's good. If I kept doing that kind of shit, that person ain't gonna grow. I don't care about that person's well-being. And he ain't gonna get no better sitting there <laughs> doing the same shit. Exactly. And that's just basically how, like, shit work, man. Like, when it comes to, like, social media and the way that these kids look at stuff, the way they look at stuff is completely how we different from how we looked at it when it first came out. When Facebook first came out, we ain't have access to all this shit. Now that they do, and like with Instagram on top of that, you they snap a photo and the shit look cool. Goddamn, they could be on in the next minute if they got a hot song. Yeah, you know what I'm saying or whatever. It's the case right may there be. in your face. You don't have to go up to no label. You don't have to hand nobody no mixtape. And this is the big. This is the big plus. You can advertise and do all this shit yourself. So you can pay for Instagram advertisement. You can pay for Facebook advertisement. The thing that people don't know how to do is. You don't know where to send your. You don't know where to send your music. Mm-hmm. You don't know where what demographic to target. That's where a lot of people fail at. They but don't even can, know their audience. Exactly the target audience they're looking and for. And if you did know it, then you know who exactly who to target, who your music is for, and then be able to distribute distribute it the way it needs to be, so that way you get your views, your streams, whatever the case may be. You can sell your merch, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. But a lot of people just don't just don't understand that simple thing. You gotta know who you selling to. You gotta know who you giving your shit to. Exactly, dog. But yeah, these uh dog, these podcasts is coming up everywhere, bro. I think soon it's gonna be so many out here, dog. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to get up on it now, bro. Because it's gonna be re- it's gonna be regular radio, and it's gonna uh-huh. I'm gonna tell you what it's gonna turn into. It's gonna turn into like. Different, like how we're how we're collaborating now is gonna turn into that. It's gonna be like that's gonna be the new media to where like you can have two different people that have different brands come together, and it's almost like 
Like, we could easily come together and sponsor somebody else. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Easily. For a different cause, because we carrying our brands with us to go, you know, for a different cause. And we got to look at it in that same way. It's no different from what Hot 97 do for Summer Jam and, and what Power 105 do for whatever other venues and other things that they, you know, put together. It's the same thing. You just put your name on something to where it stands for something because people know what to expect from that. Exactly. You know? Yeah, dog. But yeah, dog. I'm glad you came here to uh talk with me, dog. We had a real good talk, man. It was man, it was amazing, man. I'm glad. Like I said, I I love to keep doing this, man. Like you got a good thing going. I appreciate it, dog. And I I already know I'm gonna uh meet you at the top. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, oh, we going up there, bro. We going up there, man. For sure, man. Go ahead and plug with, uh, what you need to plug, though. All right, let me plug y'all in. So it's at V Class Beats on every social media platform. You can do that on Facebook. You can do that on Twitter. And you could do that on Instagram. I'll be honest with you, I'm a Twitter person. I like Instagram. So you might be able to catch me on those platforms a little bit more. Also, I have my own YouTube page. You can check out <clears throat> V Class Beats on YouTube. Just search V Class Beats. And that's V L. Wait, well, hold on. Let me. I'm about to fuck up my own name. It's V C L A S S Beats B E A T Z. So V Class Beats. Yeah, and this is another sit down with Slim. And we out, dog. <laughs>